0: This is the Scott Bradley Show Podcast. Brightest panel on Hamilton Radio is in tonight. Mike Fortune from Cable 14. Mike, thanks for coming in again. Always glad to have you back. Always a pleasure. Great way to kick off my weekend, Scotty. And next to Mike, um, someone who we love having here, but haven't had here in a while. It's been, I think you said like last year, more than last year, or like midway through last year, October, November, something. It's been a long time. Let me turn on your microphone. That would help.
1: Well, that would help.
0: Yes. Tracy Lynn, formerly of Sunday Brunch, now retired from that show and moving on to many, many other things. She does everything around town. What, I mean, what are all the things you're in social media? You're in, what yeah,
1: else? you know, I do a little, I'm a mixed bag of things, I guess. Um, a little bit of radio, a little bit of TV, do social media for companies. Hey, I'm available for hire. I'll take your garbage <laughs> out. I can make coffee for do you. Do you have a website or something? <laughs> I do, TracyLynn.biz.
0: TracyLynn.biz. <laughs> there you go. That's how you can reach Tracy Lynn if you want to get in touch with her. But let, me, let me start with this, you guys, because this is something I read earlier this week that the Liberal Party, and I don't know if there's any truth to this, but the Liberal Party of Ontario, we know Kathleen Wynne's numbers, her approval numbers, are awful right now. They're awful. They're at record historic lows. And there was some talk of some rumors that the party might try and jettison her before the next election to try and salvage their electoral hopes. And it got me thinking, should in politics, should there be some sort of law, some sort of rule that says, prior, at a certain point prior to an election, a party cannot change their leader, they have to live or die with the person who has got them to this point in their political fortunes, that, you know, to do something right before the election just to change things up, even though the rest of the party is the same, doesn't seem to make sense. You know what, a year out, if you've got to live or die with that leader or no leader, what do you think about that idea?
2: It's, it's like uh, let's use a sports analogy here you, you do whatever you can to win and in this case if the Liberal Party feels that uh, Kathleen Wynne who is not doing a good job and refuses to change things if the party says you know what I think it's time for a change then so be it let them have that opportunity I have no problem with that because right up till the last day right up to the last well let, let, like it's like a trade de- deadline let's okay have the, a trade la- deadline well, the last day. day
0: that you could put the name on the ballot okay have to be it
2: that be. can be it but then you have to have the next person ready to go the following day at least be ready to go like you know david price coming to toronto you got to be in you got to be ready to go i have no problem with that you know let's keep things a little more interesting and exciting and if it helps the liberal party great i'm not voting liberal but i'm just saying um nothing wrong with trying to change things up on the fly that's what politics does anyway on a regular basis they're changing things up on us left, right and center. Well if they wanted so to go for it. What do you think, Tracy? Well, I
1: disagree. I think that if you're gonna put somebody in there, then you keep that person. It's not like, Oh, you know, we don't like you anymore. we are not doing what we're doing. So let's pull someone else and put them in there. I think that if you're gonna pick like Kathle if you want her they wanted her there she was going to do all this stuff. Okay fine, she didn't do, she's not doing maybe what she's supposed to. I don't think you should be switching.
2: But if if you are an employer and you've hired someone and they're not doing a good job, you have the right to terminate them. So they're going to terminate her from her job and you bring someone else in,
0: just like any other business would be able to do. And let's face it, politics is a business. The problem I have with it is that it seems as though it's a bit of a shell game that, all right, we're in trouble now. And right before the election, potentially before voters really have a chance Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. explore who this person is. The, The voters have to have a time, enough time to learn who the person is, I think. I think so. They
1: could build that connection and that relationship with. So them.
0: whether it's 6 months, even if it was 6 months to say look, you you have to have your person in place mm-hmm. 6 months out and if you don't, you cannot put forward a leader. You're just voting for the party and you can sort it out after. But no, I I think it's almost unfair to the voters. If the liberals did this and they this just rumors right now. No one's actually saying Kathleen Wynn is going to be kicked out, but if they were to change it 2 months out from an election. How do you know How do you have a chance to really get to hear and see? And you can say, well, they have the debates. Leadership debates do nothing for anybody. They don't, they're useless now.
2: You hire someone like Tracy Lynn to do your social media and marketing for the new liberal uh, runner and off you go. No, you you bring someone And that would help for sure. That would definitely help. So as your party, you're smart politicians, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Do your homework, do your marketing, do your research, get the new face out there, do whatever you need to do. And then the, the other uh, two parties, NDP and Conservative, then you also have to be as aggressive as well. Make it into the shell game, make it into a bit of a sport, if you will, and get people more involved.
1: What does it say about the party when you have to keep changing that person? You're, you're I guess, like a brand ambassador, like, the pers- like any company, you gotta keep changing and reapplying for, for that position. What's it saying about the company or the party?
2: But any company or any product is also having to always reposition themselves as well to the but public. But if you have a
1: solid person in place, then you don't, and then it, that's success. And right. then you've already built your relationships, like just building up your relationships with uh, with with the people. You don't have to worry about it. But it makes me wonder: Is this a band aid? Well, Um, of course it is. No, If
0: it it happened, of course it would be a Band-Aid because they'd look at her numbers and they Mm -hmm. would say, she's never going to win and she's going to take us right down the toilet with her as the face of this party because that's where they are. They're looking like they are primed to be obliterated. Mm -hmm. So let's throw a Hail Mary here and put someone who's got a pretty face, male or female. And when I say pretty face, I don't even necessarily mean physically, just Mm -hmm. someone who's got... It's a different a voice. look, it's, it's, it's yeah. a shiny object in front of the voters who will go, oh, well, okay, maybe she won't be or he won't be as bad as Kathleen Wynne, but they don't get a chance to see who, I just, look. You it, can if, do a lot in six months if, if that's kind of your timeline. You can do a lot in six months. I think, I just, I believe there should be a time limit before an election where you have to declare your leader, Mm -hmm. period, so that the voters have a fair chance to know what that party is.
2: That's fine. And if the party doesn't do a good enough job marketing and promoting it, then that party's going to lose, and then it's it's a two-horse race.
0: See, because the thing about this is most parties would argue what I'm arguing, but they'd say, we want to have a leader Mm -hmm. in place well before the election. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if you're the Liberals right now in Ontario where your popularity is so low I don't know that you necessarily would want to do it well have, before. You want to slide it in at the last minute. All you have to do is get a media personality, an ex-media well, all person, that, and, yeah. and,
2: and you're laughing.
0: So that seems to be the case. That's too. what I
1: should do. I should <laughs> there run for politics. Yeah, there,
2: there, there. Next career. Done. Done.
0: Well, it, you wouldn't be the first around here. Jennifer Mossop. Bill Kelly. Bill, Bill Kelly did it counselor. once and upon. Bob Bertina. Donna, uh, uh, Donna, Donna Skelly, Skelly. yeah. Uh, uh, um. Liberal, Jason uh, MP, Farr. Jason Farr, Liberal MP Jason Far, Liberal MP. How am I forgetting his name? Long time Hamilton Liberal MP, um, uh, who I'm drawing a complete blank on right now. I, thought uh, we I were apologize. Here to
1: talk about the Real Housewives of Toronto, and <laughs> and then you lay on this politics. <laughs> but no, but there you go. Me. So
0: there, there's the plan. Run for the leader of a of a party. If you're a media personality and you're going to win, that's a whole other topic that's a whole for another other topic day. Right about there. which, but again, but, it does it does. Tie in though to what I'm saying because the you you that shows me proof that all you have to do is find someone with when I again when I say the shiny object the pretty face Mm -hmm, whatever you mm -hmm. want to call it drop that in at the last minute and everyone goes I know Mike Fortune Mike's you know I know Donna Skelly I know Mm -hmm. Tracy Lynn I know whoever it is and that's not fair to the voters but it, but that could maybe make you win again.
2: It's not fair to the voters, but at the same time, it's great for the party. Perhaps it, it, it's great for the party, and um, you know who, who's to say at some point that you got to put a lot of blame and onus also on the voters as well. If you're just always gonna. Vote for the, the the smiley face that you know and recognize, and the voice that you always hear on the Come radio on, you're or wrecking TV. My chances oh, now. I'm sorry, here Tracy. <laughs> then you want to vote for Tracy Lynn? Put that check mark next to it. Um, you know, a, a lot of this the the voters have to take a lot of onus too, because you see what's happening now in Hamilton Council, and some thoughts that are happening regarding certain people that have been voted in who are former media, and you hear it. And hey, you live by the sword, you die by the sword.
0: You're listening to the Scott Radley show, weeknights from 7 to 9 on AM 900 CHML. All right. Tracy Lynn, I want to get to this with you though first because and and this I'm I'm I, I'm, I'm just going to leave the studio yep. for this. Second. Just just even talking about this, we are walking on eggshells a bit, but this week was International Women's Day. Everyone knows that. I talked about it on the show. We had Lisa Tomidas and we had uh, some other people on talking mm-hmm. about it. There was a colleague of mine at the Hamilton Spectator, Emma Riley, very intelligent woman, very great reporter, who saw that Matt Green, Counselor Matt Green, was giving out roses on Concession Street in the concession BIA. And she thought it was patronizing that on Women's Day, women want, you know, here, be appeased by having a flower. And so she did a very interesting video editorial, it's still at the spec.com saying, listen, don't give me a flower. Mm -hmm. Do something with your legislative abilities to make honest, real change. And there were a lot of people who either by Twitter or by Facebook or by comment said, I'm with you. I agree with that. We don't need to have patronizing gestures made to us just on women's day. Then I go on Facebook and a friend of mine who lives near Ottawa works in a store and shows pictures of her and her workmates who had been given roses by a neighborhood florist a male and she's on facebook saying this is the nicest gesture i've ever had i can't believe how beautiful this is today this is the best thing that's happened and i'm sitting here thinking as a guy i got no idea what i'm supposed to do now i find this now so confusing because if i do it i'm in trouble if i don't do it i'm in trouble how do we wade through this landmine without making our uh, and it's not even just guys because we saw it was Sophie Trudeau who put out yes, a post the of, picture it it seems to me that we are in a time now when you're damned if you do and damned if you don't and you're and what's going to happen I think is a lot of people are just going to recuse themselves and say I'm out I'm not even being involved. How do we work so through this? So are you
1: asking me what do women really want?
0: Well, I don't... But you know what? I could, but that would only answer because we've got two. That would only be what you really want.
1: Okay, first off... um you know, Matt handing I find out this flowers all very or handing out roses. Okay, that was being—that was him. He wanted to probably do that. He was—he thought he was doing something good. I did not get flowers. I did not get a rose. This so-called boycott works. Stay home. Don't do the dishes. Women's rights. A day you know, without woo-hoo! women day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, live with that hashtag without a woman. Guess what? I still had to wake up. I still had to make lunches. I still had to cook dinner. I had to clean up dishes. Oh, and then there's like cleaning the floor because there's a dog running. I still had to do things. My day still went on. So when you ask me, what do I think about this? Oh, God. It's just another day for women to complain. (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: I'm it, it, it just is. I, I read all See, the I, social you all media. were leading up
0: to that. That whole thing with you leading up, I <laughs> thought you were going to say another day for women to have to do what women no. do. And you completely <laughs> went a, not, a 180 Whoa. on me.
1: Knocked that one right out of the park. Seriously, I think that it was just another outlet. Because people took this whole day out of context. They were like, well, I, I, I'm not going to do the dishes. I'm not going to do this. Okay, it's not your birthday. It's one day. <laughs> And it's about the women who have paved, you know, who, you know, go back the ones that actually have made a difference in our life or made us able to vote or to, ha- you know, show up in the same with.
0: So what should the day be about this? What, what should we do on International Women's Day then? How should we? And again, I get
1: we're celebrating women. OK, and I'm not complaining that that, you know, hey, I didn't get a rose, Matt Green. But <laughs> um, that's okay.
0: You and, can, and Matt, you can meet us at the door along with Caitlin <laughs> you know, with a rose for Tracy and as she I'm leaves.
1: What I'm saying is, it's it's more of like a celebrate. Let's celebrate the women of the past. Let's talk about that. Let's teach our young girls what women have had to do so that they could live this life that we are living right now. It is about strong women. But when you look at the bigger picture, picture of women today, there is so much hate on hate and fake and just all this motivation and stuff, and it's all fake.
0: You know so, what's really interesting, Mike? I, is I'm that just going to continue to no, no, play no. with my chord here because yeah, no. I don't want to. Would you not agree? <laughs> if you or I had said this <laughs> oh, right yeah. now, every line would be lit up and this would be my last show. Yeah, well. But the, but I, Tracy, I mean, look, it's to me it's really interesting that you have said this. And, and I wanted to go to you first on this one and not just to bail Thank us you. out of it. Yeah. But no, <laughs> uh, uh, the, the difficulty is, the tricky part is, and I go back to my point. I'm not being stupid. I'm saying for Mike and I and a lot of other guys, we have no, we clearly have no idea how we are supposed to handle that day, what that day is supposed to mean, what we're supposed to, are we just supposed to stand back and say. No, it's about
1: empowering and inspiring and motivating. Is a rose going to do that? It made one person feel good, maybe because they just needed that at that time of the day. They needed to feel validated, but. Is it really going to inspire me to go out there and change the world or to change my day because, you know what, I'm not going to do the dishes? Is that What am I proving?
0: Here's
1: the thing. The dishes, we're were still going to be there on Thursday waiting for you.
0: Well, there's that, yeah. Should
2: the moral of all this just not be just respect your fellow woman, your fellow uh, colleagues, your fellow workers – with respect and dignity 365 days exactly. of exactly why do we and need one day then you wouldn't need all these little extra special days I don't care what your color is I don't care what your race is I don't care what your gender is it just comes down to the morals of common courtesy and decency and if we can all get along on that page then we don't have to worry and stress about do we or no, don't we give you a rose do I do I do, do I treat you differently or not
1: so yeah do I tell my daughter honey you're only going to be validated one day of the year and it's not your birthday. It's going to be International Women's Day.
0: Okay, so let me let me stop for one second because I want to go both ways. First of all, what is the appropriate thing then? What is the appropriate way for women to do to, to what should women International Women's Day be for women then? What should women do or what should they be involved in or what what is the day about for women then, Tracy?
1: No, I know a lot of people were having get togethers and speaking seminars and they were empowering each other and talking about their story. And I think I, I agree with that. But I think it all should should also be where you bring the, the young girls, the, the women of tomorrow, and, and talk to them and talk to them about how did we get here? Well, they don't really know much of history mm-hmm. these days okay unfortunately it's really sad um, and talk about the past and talk about the future um, it, do I think that maybe getting a discount somewhere or getting roses that's that's not I don't agree with that um, when you say how should you be validated you know what a simple thank you just thank you
0: okay now Sophie Gregoire Trudeau mm-hmm. put out this I think it was an Instagram post about yeah. thanking the men who support the women. Yes, and she got to show and she got bombarded for this. So now my question is this: There, half the planet, slightly less than half, mm. is guys. We're not going to be sucked up to Mars on International Women's Day to clear no. the deck. We're going to be here. What should we then do on International Women's Day? Because this, to me, I don't want to steal the thunder. But we're sitting there saying, "Okay, so I'm supposed to give Rose? No, I'm not. I'm supposed to think? No, I'm supposed to not give Rose. Yeah. What is the guy's proper position? What is the guy's, guys thing to do?" Guys aren't
1: really supposed to do anything.
0: But then we look like we're disinterested but that, and not you involved. Guys
1: look like that 365 days of the year. <laughs> why do you want to look good on one day? Tracy
2: just took us off the hook there, Scott. We're fine. We have to do nothing. Beautiful. Thank it's you. It's not
1: even doing nothing. But why not get involved in the social media aspect of it? When we talk about, you know, the pictures. You know, talk about somebody who has inspired you. Maybe there is a woman. Maybe somebody has. I saw posts on LinkedIn of of uh, men saying, I'm proud of my wife. She's, she, you know, the house. She's business. She's that. She, that's great. Um, but as far as, like, going out and getting a gift, well...
2: I think it just comes down to common courtesy and decency and respect and uh, if if you know the person like we know each other by doing this maybe our paths crossing in in studio from time to time but I don't know you well enough to say hey Tracy happy International Women's Day and I don't think I would ever say that but if I've worked with someone for 12, 15, and I know what they're, they're creatures of habit and I know what they think and they're really into all this, then maybe I would say something. You know, happy Just International too much. Women's Day. Yeah. But, you know, to, be able to go out to every woman and shake their hand or, or bow or give them a, I don't know. It's, every day there's something.
0: Much.
1: There was also National Oreo Cookie Day this week and National Cereal Day. Like, we didn't say, hey, you know, happy Cereal Day. What did you have this morning? You know, I didn't send <laughs> you a box of cereal. <laughs> there's always something every day, like you said, mm-hmm. Mike, we don't need. This I would one hope. Day.
0: I would it hope it should be
1: respect all year, every day.
0: Even with what you're saying, I would hope that you would not say at the same way, "Happy International Women's Day" and "Happy Oreo Cookie Day." That, well, that would possibly, sort of diminish the whole concept. Well, I, I think. think
1: that the concept has been um, distorted by a lot of people who just have way too much time on their hands and those trolls, like the Twitter trolls and stuff, where they've changed what this what the meaning of today is. Does it mean go out and buy somebody roses because they're a woman? Uh, yeah. D- didn't we just have Valentine's Day? Yes. So, why? That's what that, my point is we don't need to go out and buy something. A simple validation. Hi, thank you. I appreciate things that you have done for me, maybe, mm-hmm. or hey, mm-hmm. you've, you've done amazing work in your business. Highlight, highlight. That's the key thing. But that's highlight. also
2: something you shouldn't have to wait a specific no, day. No, and that's to do what that I said either. at the beginning. You yeah, don't need this one
1: day. I think that women's, the women, International Women's Day, to me, was about the women of like, our history that have been able to let me come into a, uh, into an so industry it's, it's where no it's diff- been a lot of males. What, what if it's it no sh-
0: different than in a certain sense than Martin Luther King Day or something where you're looking back at someone who blazed the trail before you.
2: What, what if, what if in this changed, case, though, just if, all women. What if it was changed, you tweak it slightly, and it's Young International Women's Day. So you are... Going to the the younger generations in grades. Yeah, except you know what you do that then, and
0: you're gonna have. I I, look. I I I don't know. The day is fine. No, no. The day is fine. As I say, I just found this year when I heard various different interpretations and feelings about this, I found it very confusing. Some
1: women felt entitled to get something, entitled to have had this day off. When I Mm. saw that on social media life without a woman take the day off boycott the dishes don't go to work uh who's if i don't go to work who's going to pay my bill
0: it's a good point it is uh it, it is confusing cuz i want to I, and and mike is the same and i think i would hope every guy listening we want to be respectful we want to be thankful we want to be honoring women and the things they do and the work they do and the contributions they make but at the same time we don't want to step into a pile of something as we are trying to do that. And as I say, sometimes I it can be confusing. I don't think this is a day where
1: men have to do anything well, when there it comes to that. Like, hey, here's here's a box of chocolates or here's some roses. It, that's not what to, that, that day was about.
0: I've made a note. <laughs> oh, it's, it's
2: burned into my head now. I now know. And every International Women's Day, I'm just going to think of Tracy Lynn. Hey, I don't Ed have say, to do thank anything. You. Thank
1: yeah. you. But, Like I said, 365 days of the yes. year.
0: Yeah.
1: Why do you feel entitled to do something on one day?
0: Yeah. You're listening to The Scott Radley Show, weeknights from 7 to 9 on AM 900 CHML. Have either of you been listening to this podcast about Richard Simmons? You know, I mean, everyone knows who Richard Simmons is. Okay, so Richard Simmons. What's Richard doing? Richard Simmons is, everyone knows who Richard Simmons is. He's that exercise guy who wears the really short bedazzled shorts with the curly hair and he's all dancing to the 50s and dancing to the hits and all this stuff. So he was everywhere. He was on David Letterman all the time and everything. Roughly two years ago, he completely vanished. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows where he went. He's not been in public. Nobody has seen him. The... Times of London, I think, sent someone to do a piece. There is now a podcast, which is the number one podcast on iTunes, and it is by a guy who used to be a friend of Richard Simmons. And it's basically trying to find out what happened to him because there were rumors that he had been kidnapped by his maid and is being held hostage in his mansion and on and on. And it's a bizarre story, but it is the number one podcast in the world. And it got me th- and many people listening, I'm sure, right now have heard it. I've listened to it. It's, it's actually a fascinating, very well done piece of dramatic theater. Is it okay for us to be following, wondering, chasing celebrities and finding out what they're up to and what and tracking them down and being doing research and private eyeing celebrities lives or essentially does it just become really creepy and we are just way too obsessed with celebrities and we should just let them go and do what they want and never mind if they disappear they disappear it would be creepy to not follow them hmm. oh there we go
1: like yeah we it would be what? creepy not to follow them that's our the they are out there in the public. I want to know what they're doing, what they're eating, what they're wearing, where they're going. I want to know everything about. So you're them. okay
0: with Couldn't you're okay, care okay with less.
2: It. Uh, you know what? Give the man some privacy. If he if he wants to quietly go off into the sunset and not ever be seen again, hey, good for him. He made his money. He did his good deed for society. He made his videos that will be watched yeah, but he forever. He doesn't
1: have to be a jerk not but, to but say goodbye.
0: Well, no one said he was a jerk. But why he, does he is. Why does he have to say goodbye? Why does he have to say goodbye?
1: Say well,
2: goodbye. Who cares? I do. And
0: see, the funny part is, it's funny. Neither you have listened to this that is one of the no but that <laughs> of, of, the, of the podcast i mean but that is one of the driving yeah points that he the didn't guy say
1: goodbye running this
0: says why did he had all these people that depended on him mm. and he just left and poof and
1: he motivated so many people yes. that was the, that's the thing he got people out of bed he got them active you know dancing having a great life living again and then all of a sudden he's gonna go
0: but tracy what about what mike said that if he, that he is a human being, he is entitled to just vanish and disappear. And what right is it of us to try and find him? Because when
1: you become a celebrity, I think you, you kind of lose that right. You have.
0: You give up that I right? I disagree. Give up that
1: right. I do.
0: No, you, you
2: have all your rights and you have the right to do whatever and you I want. I have no
1: problems with going home and closing the door so we don't see what happens, you know, for a few hours, but you just don't disappear like that and not say goodbye. Like, just come on. What about other? Are you? Uh,
0: does that mean? Okay, now does that mean that you are okay with things like paparazzi? Because that this this to me ties into the whole I, concept. I,
1: I I think it's fine for paparazzi, but I also think there needs to be rules, or you know, I know there's going to be some sort of structure when it comes to paparazzi because a lot of them cross the line, and we've we've heard all those stories. Princess Diana. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. When it affects you know your safety, obviously, and I don't agree with it when it comes to kids, celebrities, children. They need to be left out of it. But when you put yourself in the spotlight, you are putting yourself out there. That is your job. That is part of your what you get paid for.
2: You, I have no time for TMZ, for paparazzi, for I see people in our office wasting hours of company time surfing on the internet to find out what's going on with so and so. I'm like, really? Your life is that sad that you have to follow someone else's My to life this is extent? Not sad. <laughs> well, I'm just, you know, you, yours isn't. You got a lot going on. You're a social media but guru. I was just
1: on TMZ today. Well
2: then, <laughs> but <were> you. <laughs>
0: Dig, 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 dig. No,
2: guess I what then? I don't care about your show, life then. Girl. I am a girl. I mean, I
1: love the housewives. I love um, all reality TV. Nope.
2: Couldn't care less,
1: but I think that when a celebrity puts but you do out there, you
2: do realize Big Brother and all that—they're all edited, they're all fake, they're all storyline, they're all scripted, they're all edited. But those are that's the reality real. shows.
0: We're talking about someone's actual Anyways, yes. life. Yes. Who was a celebrity who has decided—and yes. that's how he steered us back in track. There? But see, the Kardashians yeah. wouldn't. Uh, well, maybe did, I'm wrong. They're what, making
1: all this money because we thrive off of their every move. Not. Yeah,
0: but what happens if us? Though. But what happens if then one of them decides I now want out of this rat race? I want to be disappearing. By I, I wanna be completely
1: gonna no. they, they will have a lot of disappointed fans. So who the cares? ones that have made them all that money.
0: They have the their they they Listen, have all it
2: takes their two money. seconds to
1: say goodbye. Tweet me.
2: Doesn't matter. They have all their money. They're gonna go to some exotic island. They never have to talk to anyone ever again. Why would they? I wouldn't. I'm going to tell you right now. All, when Mike Fortune goes off cable same.
0: fourteen, people, no one's going to come looking for me. Oh, they're going to be paparazzi staking around the <laughs> for the uh, the estate, and I'm not saying bye to anyone. I look. I I I am admitting because honestly, it's really very well done and it's very compelling. I've been listening to this podcast, and it's all it comes out once a week. Comes out every Wednesday. There's a new episode of it, mm-hmm. and. I have never been a guy who I never did a dancing to the oldies. I've never lost weight with Richard Simmons. Sure, yeah. But now you're a, talking about sure, yeah. and like, he's exactly made this mysterious. Exit. I've it's never done. Branding. I've never been a Richard Simmons fan. I never was compelled to watch him on David Letterman. The story behind all this, though, mm-hmm. is obviously there's nobody dying. There's nobody murdered. Thank goodness. But it's very almost O.J. Simpson-esque in that you're dragged... No, it's a it's a drama, it's a soap opera that you are now dragged into. O.J. Simpson... Well,
2: that's pretty Simpson. drastic, though. He, Richard no, no. Simmons wasn't being charged for murder. No, my
0: point is O.J. Simpson, for most people, was never really about a murder trial. It was a soap opera that happened to involve murder and a beautiful yeah. wife.
2: That was reality television. It
0: was. And, Rich, and Richard Simmons isn't really a story about kidnapping or not or anything else. It's a soap opera that involves a familiar person. So he, you can he, immediately... His
1: brand died out. Nobody was talking about him. Mm-hmm. Nobody was coming to him. So to you think this weight? is just setting it up so for a big I comeback. So I think he's setting this up. Who was it? Uh, the Phoenix, no, Joaquin Phoenix? No. Mm. He had that big thing where, where he,
0: was, he sort of went... He yes. Lo- he tried to pretend like he went goofy.
1: And then all of a sudden, ratings go up. People are Googling him. And then guess what? He's like, going oh, fine. It's... Um, it's like, where's
0: Waldo? It's an interesting one. You should, I mean, you know what? Go listen to it, though. Give it a try if you want. It's on iTunes. It's I don't even know what it's called. So well, Missi- Missing Richard Simmons is what it's it called. It's- You're listening to The Scott Radley Show, weeknights from 7 to 9 on AM 900 CHML. We know that Justin Trudeau and the Liberal government have said as part of their election platform that they are going to legalize mm-hmm. marijuana. And one of the things, and it came up again in discussion, as I say, this week, was that when marijuana is legalized, it will do a few things. One of them, it'll make it much safer to keep it out of children's hands. And two, it will reduce the crime element of the marijuana, the drug industry, because now it will be governed by the government. It'll be overseen. There will be rules and regulations, and you'll be able to go to a store and buy it safely rather than from some guy on a street corner. Do you buy either of those two arguments?
2: I, I disagree wholeheartedly because obviously the government hasn't been paying attention to what's been going on with the opioid crisis uh, and and the deaths and the overdoses. Uh, the the kids will just go to something that's stronger. Okay, no, no big deal. That's legal. That's not exciting anymore now because now I'm not pushing the envelope. Well, it's still exciting that's, to
0: get booze. They still like getting beer. And that's legal but not for them.
2: Drinking's a little different, though. You, 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 you hold your bottle. You got your Molson Canadian, your Coors, whatever brand you want to have. Your, your whiskey, whatever. That I think that's a little different. When, when and you're not getting the same effects necessarily. I don't think this is going to curb crime at all. As a matter of fact, I think it's going to make it even worse. Going what? back to my going back to my original point where marijuana won't be the cool sexy thing anymore. It's what can I get that's stronger, that's heavier? And guess what? You have a chain of how all this works. You got your kingpin whoever he is, wherever he is in Colombia and then it just filters down. He doesn't care. It is still going to come in and you're going to have more and more people pushing and shoving. Now, you also have the, the Hamilton, Great Hamilton Police Service people that are doing anything and everything they can in this city to curb that, to make sure that, that that doesn't happen. But does legalizing marijuana will that stop crime? No, it won't. Will it make things worse for kids? I believe quite potentially it will, because they will be going to stronger stuff. Parents, educate your kids.
0: See, well, now you're starting to sound like Don Cherry. You got the hand going. Sorry, I didn't table. mean to. No, but I, I, see, I don't I don't necessarily believe that kids are going to say, oh, marijuana is legal, so let me try cocaine. But I what I do believe is. As soon as you legalize marijuana, that means by legalizing, and I'm doing the air quotes, quotes, by legalizing it, the government will also tax marijuana. There will be heavy taxes like there is on alcohol right Mm -hmm. now. And the minute you legalize slash tax it, it becomes much more expensive. And kids who don't have a lot of money and people, other people, not just kids, will still go to the guy who's providing it for them for a lot less money. Mm -hmm. yes. It may be easy to go to a store and buy it. But first of all, if you're underage, the store is not going to sell it to you. You can still get it from your guy. And two, it's cheaper to go to your guy, so you're still going to go to your guy. I can't. And third thing, I, have, I am no expert in the growing of cannabis, having never tried it. I've no. never had a hydroponic lab. You don't drive by the cornfield out there in Lancaster? But clearly, <laughs> having lived across the street from a grow operation uh-huh. once upon a time, clearly growing marijuana remains far easier than distilling your own moonshine. There is still a far easier process in growing the stuff, it seems. And so while we would say, well, if your, your argument is that if it's t- heavily more taxed and if it's only available in stores and kids can't get it, why haven't we seen kids making homemade booze? I don't think most kids would have a clue, first of all, how to even begin to make homemade booze. I don't think most people would know how to make, but marijuana, you grow the stuff. It's a plant. All you have to do is go to YouTube. YouTube tells I, yes, you how to do everything. But it's still but, a, but but here's it the a complicated procedure still. Uh, yes. This is growing a plant. Right. But, and again, I'm
2: no scientist. I'm not a chemist or a biologist, but all you have to do is watch a couple e- episodes of Breaking Bad, and it's not that hard to make the harder stuff out there. It, it's really not. With, uh, with whatever chemicals and drugs they use, you cut it, you slice it, you package it up, and then you, you sniff it, you light it up, you put it in a needle, whatever.
0: It's not that hard to do other things. Why aren't they doing that then? Beyond all of that, my my biggest issue about this is that we have now seen more and more and more and more medical evidence and medical experts coming forward saying, for all the people who say marijuana is harmless, especially for people under about 25 years old while your brain is still developing, it is a very harmful substance. Now... For someone who's 40 or 50, we may be talking about something different. But for people whose brains are still in the developing phase, you can go online right now and find a million studies and experts and people saying it's dangerous hmm. for kids. As soon as you legalize it, even though the government says we won't let under 18, we won't let is under Is that what 19, it is, under 18? Like, I, they are, haven't decided yet. Okay. But, but the fact is the rule should be 25. But as soon as it's legalized, look what happens. Most... 16 year olds Mike would never think of doing cocaine because they know it's harmful effects but most 16 year olds will drink beer because it's legal so okay how bad can it be if it's a legal thing I can't get it but it's legal yeah but wait if is... it's legal it must be okay why would the government say we can get it if it's not good for you if it's not if it's harmful for you I think it's going to lead more I really do I think it's going to make it more acceptable and then more kids are going to do it and Again, this is two different discussions. If you're 35 years old, mm-hmm. we can have a discussion about whether or not you should be using marijuana. That, that's a different discussion from whether a 19-year-old or an 18-year-old in with a developing brain should be doing it. And I think it's completely irresponsible of the government that they would even, at this point, not have said, science says 25 years old is the very earliest, therefore the, we are going to only legalize it to those 25 and over. Don't even play with the other stuff.
2: But you also have to look at it this way too. This is a, this is a, a government's a business. Of
0: course,
2: they're they're looking at making some money off of uh, this as well. Uh, of a, course, a big they are. chunk of money. Uh, of
0: course, they so are. So
2: they're 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 going to. I don't want to say they're going to glorify it. I don't know if we're going to start to see ads? nice glossy ads like the, you know we get the LCBO ads emailed
0: huh. to us. Are we going to get the same ones mailed to us with uh, different types of weed and all that or, or TV commercials? If I if I end up at my home, <clears throat> going to my mailbox and I get a glossy LCBO slash what would be the Marijuana Control Board of Ontario, the MCBO <laughs> brochure? Might I'm happen. Gonna, uh, it may happen. I'm going to be shocked, might but it, it may might happen. happen. Might ha- if it's legalized and if the government's Why running it, it and it's, a ca- it's it's
2: money in their pocket, hey, it very well. Y- you also have to look. That at... That would be shocking, though. It really s- would. It. Would, I don't Nothing believe it,
0: shocks me anymore. No, yeah. I, I believe it could happen, but it would be shocking. Do
2: we also not have to take a step back? Who'd be the person
0: and, advertising? Would they have like Cheech and Chong <laughs> as the as the models. Quite possibly.
2: <laughs> go go back old school. Bill and Ted. <laughs> Excellent adventure. Um, you know, you also have to, I think, Scott, look at society and the world as a whole. We're changing. We are so, we're, we're different now than we were five years ago. Forget about 25, 35, 40 years ago. We have changed. So with that change, people are going to be looking at things and acting differently and going to have different uh, views on a marijuana and all that. The government's going to want to make some money. Going back to your original question, will this cur- uh, curb crime? No, it won't. I think it
0: will only make it worse. I agree with you. Uh, well, will it make it worse? I don't think it's going to make it better. I-, I can't tell you whether I think it'll make it worse. I don't see this as the panacea that is going to stop the drug problem with marijuana as far as crime goes. And But, th- again, it- the bigger issue to me is show me. If you're the government, if you're going to come forward with this, show me now before you even launch into this that we are listening to the science community and the health community. And right now we're going to say, look, as we discuss these issues, as this comes forward for discussion, the starting point is 25 years old. And then, again, whether I agree with the idea or disagree with the idea, if you at least show me that the – with all the stuff we talk about with looking after the health of our kids Mm – If you won't at least listen to the doctors and the scientists and acknowledge that this is dangerous for people under 25, you can't then turn around and tell me when you talk about other health issues that you're actually really concerned. Then it all becomes to me just politics and money.
2: Is it not frustrating though that with all the money, time, resources that they're putting into this whole legalizing of marijuana That they're not worried about the other crisis that's going on in this country and beyond. Again, bringing up what I said earlier about opioids. You take all that brain power, all that money, and you focus it on getting all of that out of our province, out of our country, and really cracking down on that. That's what I think you should be focusing on, not worrying about if you want to legalize marijuana so you can put more money back into your pockets. But Mike,
0: you touched on something first of all. First of all, there's no money, there's no tax money to be made through the opioid issue. It does but That's there's the lives f-
2: at stake. Oh, uh, no, uh, it's our 100% future.
0: 100%, but I'm talking politically. Yeah, you want to not do this. You want to stop it, but It's not a a sexy a thing as you just said. And second of all, it's not an election issue. Nobody is going to vote for the party, for any party, based on opioids. Perhaps Except for maybe someone who lost a loved one to it.
2: Perhaps more people should make it an issue. Perhaps there should be more Twitter trends and Facebook likes. And this should become a discussion and this should be a bigger topic. And put everything else to the side and get this looked after. Because this is not a money grab. This is about... Young kids 100%. dying 100%. and you're doing nothing about it. You're more worried about putting money in your pocket and, and you're not caring about the crime rates because crime rates go up with the opioids and the drugs and all that money that's coming in.
0: 100%. But the other thing is that the marijuana issue, if you look at the numbers post-election surveys and things like that after the election, the marijuana thing was a huge foot traffic driver of young people to the polls for the federal liberals. What does that tell you about our society then? It's pretty sad, but I'm saying you're right. But I'm also saying that that is why that's going to be an issue that they are going to make sure they push through. Not just because the tax dollars; those are their voters that put them in office. A lot of them, not entirely. Yeah. So we can't. And we got to keep them happy. If we suddenly bail yeah. and say no, we're not going to do this. Those people. I don't think they go and vote for a different party next time. I just think they don't vote. Well, so you, you just you
2: basically just proved my point. Let's vote for what's sexy. Let let let's 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 get the we can't get the young people involved. Oh, let's let's legalize a, a drug and that will get the young people out, communicating, talking about politics, and that is an embarrassment to politics, that's an embarrassment to our society, if that's the game, if that's the card you have to play to get more people out
0: to vote. It's pathetic. You're listening to The Scott Radley Show, weeknights from 7 to 9 on AM 900 CHML. There has been a lot, we all have heard lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots uh, in recent year or two, the recent year or two, the last year or two, about the housing market, there was a um, I heard a commercial from a Toronto real estate agent. I don't know where I heard it the other day uh, about how the fact that they I mean it was it was plugging this guy's real estate business and how he had put this house up for sale and they had a record like 890 showings and 65 offers within three days and it sold for some insane amount over the asking price. Bidding but, war, yep. And I those numbers may be slightly high, but they're not a lot high. I mean I'm not I'm being sort of silly, but not yeah. really. This happens often now. And it has led, we've seen it in Vancouver, that the Van, that the government out there has put in rules to try and cool the housing market. They've mm-hmm. put in restrictions to try and cool things down because it was getting so overheated. Should we want those things here? Should we want our housing market In Hamilton, in the Toronto suburbs, should we want it pulled back so prices start to go down a bit? Because on the one hand, it would allow younger people and people who are maybe not as well off to buy into the market. The flip side is you're playing with fire when you start tinkering with the prices and potentially starting something that gets out of hand
2: well yeah i'd like to see it happen because i don't want my kids living with me until i'm 90. so (laughs) you you know you're you're right you're 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 messing with fire um yeah i guess the the banks uh, have already tried to do something it's very difficult if you are uh, trying to get into the market you basically can't anymore listen uh, you know what i i I honestly i really haven't given it too much thought only because I'm in. I'm in the market. I'm not looking for anything right now. I got my mortgage. Okay, we're good. Um, if, if you're a youngster getting out, you probably want to see things getting changed. It's. it's but. but Real estate agents don't want to see it getting changed. No, they're making money hand over no, fist right course. now. They're they're loving this. And people is who are it fair. Market,
0: people who are in the market already love it because the price of their house is going up and up and I, up. I'm hearing more and imp-
2: more people actually purchasing a second house and then renting it out just so they uh, they can be have an investment property. Do you? T- I don't know if you tinker or not, Scott. I'm not a money guy. I'm not an expert when it comes to that stuff. I'm just know. I'm glad I'm not in that position where I have to be looking
0: right now. But that's that's why you, if you are w- someone who is saying, yes, I would like the market to be cooled down, it's because you're one of those people who is coming out of university. You've got your first job. It's the time when 15 years ago you would have said, ah, I'm going to start looking to buy my first house and start paying it down. And now that first house is $400,000, mm-hmm. $450,000. You're saying, wait a second. Plus you got your, your student debt that you're looking after. And, and that's Maybe why your car and insurance and other things yeah you and suddenly you're looking going wait a second how in the world and am i ever going to get into this
2: and you're coming knocking on mom and dad's door and you're living in your old room again um you know it's it's, it's kind of unfortunate there has to be a way and at some point and you know you really should be having your buddy uh, don Donny uh, donnie robertson on this he, he, i'd love to hear what he would have to say i would think at some point scott the bubble is going to have to burst. At some point, you cannot have a house in downtown Hamilton going for four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars $500,000 that's you know a basic one two bedrooms with one and a half baths you have to do something so i'm i'm assuming at some point the bubble will burst and uh, things will somehow potentially
0: even out cuz every isn't everything cyclical if you look at things everything, everything goes is around cyclical comes around except for housing prices they just go up and up and up and up and yeah you may have a little dip at some point but historically It hasn't happened very often. And I think the scary
2: part is because housing prices are just skyrocketing, nothing else is really going up with it. The cost of living uh, uh, is is also rising, but guess what? People's pays aren't going up to to match it, which is frustrating.
0: The reason, not to be patronizing people, I don't, uh, you know, but the reason housing prices are going up so fast is because there's only so much land. Mm-hmm. We, we can't create more land, but we have so many more people coming into the country and moving here from other parts of the country that the demand for houses is so much higher, which is ironically the same reason why what you just said, cost of living and, and increases are not, because there's so much competition for jobs that companies don't have to spend more. They don't have to give you more money. So yes, the, the supply and demand is driving up the house prices mm-hmm. and driving down what you need To pay for those houses. So yeah, it's a real, it's a real difficult spot and I don't see the end to it. The tricky part is while I'm the father of a daughter who's just graduating from university and a son who's in university and both will, I'm presuming would like to buy a house someday and I would like them to if they want to do that. The problem is I get very, very nervous every time government of any stripe, Mm -hmm. I don't care what party, government, bureaucracies start putting their fingers in the pie and twiddling around with stuff and tinkering with the free market because the free market for its strengths and weaknesses for as good as it is or as bad as it is, it generally, generally works. And when you have something that is working, maybe too well, maybe overheated, and you start getting a government and a bureaucracy to start twiddling around with it, I get very nervous about what might happen to it.
2: See, I never looked at it that way. And maybe because my kids aren't, aren't at that age yet, I, I haven't had to worry about that. You know, my thought processes with my kids, I'm just telling them, you know, work hard, save your money and everything will work out in the end. You know, go to school, get a good job, get good grades and, or get good grades, get a good job and everything will work out in your favor. And you will be able to get that house that you want. My son has some lofty goals and I wish him all the best. Yeah,
0: it's very hard right now. Not if you only, are, and then you, sorry, but then you get into the house. Then you and got then a there's the house. I remember when we first moved into our neighborhood years ago, and we have about the smallest house in our neighborhood. It's not a tiny house; it's about two thousand square feet, but it's it's you know it's fine for us. It's more than we needed. It's everything we needed. But in our neighborhood, there were some big, big houses. Mm-hmm. And I remember one of the very first years doing trick or treating with the kids on Halloween, and you would go to the door, and there would be no coverings in the windows and the door would open and you would see there was no furniture in that house. house Every single dime that those people made yep. was going into the house. Yep.
2: And hey, on the outside it all looks great, but you truly don't know what's going on in people's lives. And
0: one thing goes wrong with their job, with their Done. whatever, and you can't afford to You're pay thrown it. In now the that's keys. their, Look, that's their issue that they then have to deal with. Their mm-hmm. decision has been made. That's different to me than the difficulties of someone, as you say, coming out of university in their first job, who can no longer even dream of buying a home. But
2: what uh, what people should also consider, if you're a youngster coming out of high school or a uh, uh, college, I should say, you know, you don't always have to keep up with the Joneses either. There's so mm. many kids nowadays that want to get in their first house; they want this to be this big monstrosity. There's nothing wrong with scaling back and having a nice, simple, very basic house and work your way up that, the ladder. But Even right. that nowadays you're is right.
0: tough. No, and you're I agree with you 100%, but even that now, you're talking $250,000, 300000 for a fixer-upper in, in an area of town that once upon a time you would say you can almost be given that. Mm-hmm. Now you're paying a fortune for mm-hmm.
2: it. But you have to maybe just lower your expectations a little bit, look at your pocketbook, look at what you can afford. And uh, you know what, for 5, 10 years, 12, next thing you know, it might even be your family home for who knows how long. But y- you don't have to worry about getting these monstrosity houses and then all the bills and everything. My wife and I were actually just talking about this a little while ago. Think about how much different it is. I don't know what your internet cable phone bill is nowadays. A lot. It, well, there you go. So is mine. And I'm like, Mike, think of all these additional expenses that weren't there
0: 30 years ago. That you have to pay. And and look, and you we're, need on- internet. we're in Ontario. Yeah. Our electricity bills have gone through the roof. You need internet now at your house, and you probably are going to need a cell phone. And so there's an extra couple hundred dollars. Now you maybe say I've cut the cord on my TV, but maybe not. There's some more money. Mm-hmm. And then you've got your gas bills, and then you may have a car and or two. And have you looked two. at your grocery bills lately? And grocery bills go bi- up? It's it's very difficult. To, again, to me... I'm seeing this from two different places. I'm seeing this from a guy in my perspective who is into my career now and I have found I, we were blessed slash lucky, whatever you want to say. We were blessed to get into a house before the market went bananas. Mm-hmm. We're now blessed that the value of that house has gone up and up and up and up and up. But I look at my kids and I think, how in the world are you ever going to have that same opportunity? And so I it's a good news bad news thing it's great for us for them how are they going to do it? Is this any similar? But but does it make it any better if the government starts twiddling around with it, and then the house house prices, my the value of ours plummets perhaps as it builds up speed going downhill. I don't know.
2: But again, I'm I'm not my area of expertise. But you know, back in the day, interest rates were just absolutely sky high, yep. and people would be go, going into banks and just throwing their keys on the manager's desk and saying, "I'm out at whatever it was, twenty two, twenty three percent." That all came down. The government got involved with that and things changed. So it's quite possible that a little tinkering might actually slow things down and actually help these youngsters to get in to a house of their dreams. Again, I I don't, who knows what the future holds. I wish we all had a crystal ball around here. Let's make the show a lot easier.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to The Scott Radley Show. Weeknights from 7 to 9 on AM 900 CHML. I didn't show you, Mike. I meant to during the commercial break, which would have been totally not helpful to the listening audience, but I was going to show you anyway. Well, you can still show me. Um, What do you got there? Well, yeah, okay. I better clarify. Hand it over. Um, It's his phone, everyone. It's it's something from my phone, and I pulled into the parking spot at work. Where is it here? I pulled into the parking spot at work a few days ago. Uh, I've got to scroll here through the pictures of the-
2: How many pictures do you have on your
0: phone? I got a lot. Uh, the the two vehicles, both of our vehicles, got hit in the last. You mentioned few that weeks. Yeah, last so, week, yeah. Uh, so I'm scrolling through all those pictures, but no, I'm pulling into the parking lot, and um, oh, here it is. Sorry, this is great radio. I understand, but um, and there's the uh, parking job that someone had done with the last yep. spot in the lot. The Uh-oh. one there were two spark two parking spots. Yep. This person, I won't say what their license plate number was. Uh, this person decided to use both of them so that i could not find a spot in the parking lot now this was at my workplace so i went into work cranky but what is the appropriate <laughs> le- reasonable response reasonable i'm not i don't want someone to say slash their tires or take out their back windshield with a baseball bat what is the appropriate acceptable response to someone who Parks their vehicle intentionally. Well, how do we know it's intentional? You don't know it was intentional. When you get out of your vehicle. There's a lot of people that don't look at how they park. No, no, Mike. If you are in a regular parking spot, a regular parking lot, Mm. and you get out of your driver's side door and there is 14 feet before (laughs) you can touch the door of the next car, you're too far over. He's exaggerating. It's about three feet. Hold on a second. I'm going back to my picture. I'm going to tell you exactly how far it was. It was It was a good... Five feet from the next car. Again, people don't always look. This person what, what, was com- almost right on the line down the middle so of the car. So you're not going to
2: like me then? No, I'm not. Because. What are you going to say? Because anyway. I am one of those people. Uh-oh. But here's my thing. I'm one of those people, but I will at least make sure my car is as far away as. As possible. So
0: you park in the far corner to not get hit. I'll do the far
2: corner, and then I'll park as close to the line or on the line sometimes on purpose.
0: In a full, busy Christmas Day parking lot?
2: If I'm as far away as possible, yes.
0: And every other spot is taken, and you've got the last two. You're going to take up the no, last I, two. I,
2: I, w- I wouldn't do that. I Because in that picture, let's be fair, isn't the other side closer to a building? There's, yes, yes. yes that, which I is why parked, nobody could have
0: got in. I would have
2: parked as close to the building as possible, because I don't want some bozo, because there's lots of them out there, who have no regard for other people's vehicles, and they'll just swing open their door, and they'll dent my car. I take a lot of, you know what, I drive a minivan and I got a Chrysler 200, not the greatest cars in the world, but you know, I take a lot of pride in them because I work hard to them. Sure, to, we to, were to talking look after about that. Them. And, and I, I love washing my cars and having my Elvis music cranked in them and I don't want a ding in it because someone doesn't know how to open up a door properly because it happens.
0: I, am, I understand and I don't disagree with you about the people who fling their doors open willy-nilly, not caring about whether they crank the next car over to them. Mm-hmm. We've all come out to our car at one time or another and seen it, hopefully just a smudge, but sometimes worse than that in our car. So I I get that. But I'm sorry. There is etiquette in all facets of life, Agreed. and there's no place that etiquette is more important than, well.
2: where are you going to say here?
0: I was going to say there are a few places. <laughs> I was going to say in church, at a wedding, and you're putting um, a parking lot in this and do it next to a church etiquette? In a full parking lot, there is severe <laughs> and restrictive and important etiquette, and that is if there is an empty parking lot, you can park wherever you want and take up as many spots you want. Park diagonal, I don't care. Park sideways over four spots if it's empty, I don't care. But when you're the last two spots and you take them both... But here's the thing. You are a person at that point... I'm trying to find the right <laughs> even, word. He's a wordsmith here, and he's stuck for a word. You are a person who honestly should be I excised from society. I
2: truly believe that that person made a, a small error in judgment and didn't realize it. It's, it's the ones, it's when you see the, the, the bright yellow Mustangs, and they're literally parked on a 45 degree yes, angle. Yes, we've seen those, those before. Those are the ones I don't like. The picture you're showing me, this person has at least driven in straight and is right over top the line.
0: Yes, they've basically they're almost as I say the the line dividing the two parking spots is slightly off center, but almost down the doesn't middle of the car. Me. That one doesn't bother okay, me. Okay, but what would is it is it acceptable etiquette to leave a note well, on their windshield? What are you going to say? Part learn how to park. Beep beep beep. No. To, no, like, how to I, like beeps were supposed to be words. Yes, no, no. I know what you were.
2: What? what? I could have hey, used so that earlier. Wh- why? Why would you waste your time? Ta- why would you let this ruin your day? Why would you get out of your car on a cold day? Because you know where I had to end up parking. Around, who, do you have? <laughs> do you have a piece of paper and pen in your car? Who I, has that nowadays? Well,
0: I do. Okay, but it's my job. <laughs> I have. I have about forty true, notepads true, in my car. Uh, so and, yes, would, I'm well would equipped. Putting
2: that note under this person's windshield wiper make you feel better. Would it solve the problem? Why don't you just hang around and wait for them until they come back? And well, because that becomes road fakes. rage. Well, then. <laughs> hey, See, but this is what I'm asking. You, you could get charged for uh, aggravated for assault or something yep. for threatening, if depending the, on how. But it's this worded is what I'm asking.
0: This is why I'm saying. What is the appropriate, Move on. fair, legal, acceptable thing? To do, because Come on to the
2: Scott Radley Show so you can complain about it, get event. it out of your system, a vent, do the zen-like thing going into the weekend. That's what you do. You don't worry about it. Who cares? There's more spots.
0: How much further did you really have to park? Uh, much further because it literally, what? it was the last 12 spot. spots? No, no, no. It was the last spot on the lot. I had to go across the street and up the road to a place I'd never even been before and then come back and scowl and take the picture
2: think of it you you got your uh your additional needed steps in for your 10,000 steps a day <laughs> think of the positives here
0: oh mike you are you are such an optimist i'm telling you it's well, um
2: you know what what's it getting upset about it what's it going to do it's just going to make your day worse because like you said you're already in a grumpy mood then you get in the office and you're in a grumpy mood and then you write a column you're not happy with then you're even in a grumpier mood you want to know then, what i have done in your editor comes down on
0: you you See, know what I have done in the past with people who have not necessarily parked this far over the line, but have come right to the edge, so they're taking they're trying to they're trying to take both spots without looking like they're trying to take both spots. You know what I've done with them before? <laughs> this is one of my favorite things to, to do. Ask. I make sure that my drive my passenger side is on the same side as their driver's side and I park Two to three inches away from their car, <laughs> so there is no human way. Unless so they have they to are, get in their side, their passenger. Un- door. Unless they are like some sort of superhero who can reduce themselves to the width of a piece of paper, and- there is no way. So they have to scramble through their driver's or their passenger side, and then look. If you're going to, if you're going to be selfish enough to take up multiple spots, I am going to have fun requiring you to be the person who scrambles over the parking brake. And uh, and over the stick shift and get into your car and I find and I wish I was out there some days with video cameras. You're a vindictive person. No, I'm Scott not. Radley. I I. It's, it's. I'm shocked, Mike. It's parking. I am relaxed. Exactly. I am relaxed. Parking, I am Who calm. Cares? I let everything roll off my back almost anywhere in society. But for some reason, even on the street, on the road, I don't even have road rage. Parking lots. Are my Waterloo parking lots? No. Are my and if I was in Waterloo, I'd be a Waterloovian, For those who were <laughs> listening, you, that's last right. Night. <laughs> parking lots are the place that make me crazy. If you don't subscribe, if you don't follow the etiquette in parking lots, well, then,
2: then I'm on. I'm on your list because I don't always
0: do it. Uh, Frank writes in. What do you guys think of 45 degree angle parking spots that are prevalent in the U.S.? I think Mike already said people people who park on the 45 degree angles. Or is he talking about how a lot... No, oh, I think what Frank is referring to, you go to the States, a lot of
2: parking lots, the lines are actually... Well, that, see, but that's fine. Degree. That's fine.
0: It doesn't matter what angle you are, as long as you're in your spot. As long as you're in your spot. But if you're one of those people who parks on a 45-degree angle over two spots... Oh, that... Because and, you, and you own one of those yellow or red sports cars... And that's different.
2: That one, I... I, I banana I,
0: in the tailpipe, like no. Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> Scott Radley Show, weeknights from 7 to 9 on AM 900, AM 900 CHML.